Hi, and welcome back to our broadcast. I'm Brian Likens, and on this broadcast, we're going to look in Deuteronomy chapter 8. Now, in Deuteronomy, this is where Moses is explaining and, and uh, reflecting back and, and giving the history of what the, the Israelites did and how they came out of Egypt. And in the beginning of Deuteronomy, he talks about how that they, it was only an 11-day journey from where they were at the Red Sea to cross over into the land that God had promised them into Canaan land. But yet they traveled 40 years. And, the re, and most people know why they did this is because of their rebellion, because of the hardness of their heart. And it goes on in Deuteronomy. He begins to explain and in detail how that, how that God didn't desire them to stay in that wilderness. He did, it wasn't God's plan. It wasn't God's choosing for that to happen. But it was because of their hardness of heart, because of their ignorance and because of their disobedience, what they chose to do to dishonor the Lord, what they did to resist God and his compassion, his love and his commandments. And everywhere you read through that, it was always God was looking out for God was looking out for their best interest. God was looking out to help them, to bring them out of a place, not to keep them in a place, but to bring them out of a place into a land of blessing so that God's covenant would be established on the earth so that people would know how good that God was and that God is. That people would know that God is a God of love and compassion and loves mankind. He's not out to destroy man. He's out to free mankind. The whole purpose of bringing Christ to the, to the earth, the salvation plan was to bring people out of a place of death into a place of life and hope and peace. So this is what we're, we're looking at in Deuteronomy chapter eight. We'll, we'll read this. And there's a few things in there that I want to bring out that I think will um, really uh, help you or bring some enlightenment. So Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we worship you today and we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace that overshadows us, that causes us to rise above in every circumstance. Lord, we thank you for bringing us into the land of living, that good place, Lord, the, a land of blessing, a land of hope, a land of peace, that God, you're the one that desires us to live a blessed life. You're the one that desires us, Lord God, to be above and not beneath and to help people and to be the ones that are reaching out, the ones that make a difference. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, for who you are and who you are in us and that you're the one that causes us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, by the washing of the water of the word, that it causes us to become more like you. So Father, we thank you in the, today in the name that's above every name, the precious name of Jesus. So let's go ahead and look in Deuteronomy chapter 8, and I'm going to start in verse 1. I'm reading in the New Living, and it says, Be careful to obey all the commands I'm giving you today. Then you will live and multiply, and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestor, ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands? Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously uh, unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord God. Verse four, for all these 40 years, your clothes did not wear out. Your feet did not blister or swell. Think about it. Just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. 
Now, he's talking about discipline, and most people think when they talk about God disciplining you, that it is he is harming you, he is causing bad things to come to you, he's destroying something, he's taking something from you, he's, uh, you know, uh, something bad happens, and well, that's God disciplining you, that's God punishing you, sickness comes on you. Look what it says here in verse uh, in verse 4. For all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out and your feet did not blister or swell. For 40 years, you walked in around in this wilderness and your clothes did not wear out. What would have, what about if their, and their feet didn't blister or swell? Their shoes remained uh, uh, good and, and strong and new. What, what is that? That's God taking care of them. God not. Even through their disobedience and their rebellion, God was taking care of them through all of this, showing his love and his compassion. What would it have been like if, if the, the wandering around the wilderness, their clothes had wore out, their shoes had worn out, and the blisters on their feet, and their feet would swell from all the walking and all the, 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 the pain that would be. You know, I've been working, um, in the past few weeks, I've been working 100-hour weeks, and it's that's a lot of hours to be worried. I was working, I was on my feet so much that my shins were hurting so bad that I couldn't even hardly walk around on them. And then I got a new pair of shoes and what a difference it made. Wow. My, my, after a few days, my legs started feeling better. My feet didn't hurt as bad because I had some old cheap shoes and I got some, I, I paid a lot of money for shoes. I don't, I never do this, but I bought some good shoes and what a difference it makes. And you know, God was taking care of them throughout all of that. The, the shoes that they had on their feet, they didn't get worn out. They didn't get worn to the point that it's like, these are no longer supporting me. These are no longer helping me. It's hurting when I walk around. No, he kept them, maintained them, kept them in a place of safety and blessing the whole time. And they were still murmuring and complaining about the goodness of God and how, and not looking at how good he was. And let's go on in verse, uh, in verse, uh, Six. We read verse five. Think about it. Let me start there again. Think about it. Just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. So obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. Just by walking in what the Lord says and trusting, fearing, reverencing him, honoring him and trusting him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees, and pomegranates, of olive oil and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It is a land where iron is as common as stone and copper is as abundant is abun- and copper is as abundant in the hills. When you have eaten your fill, now listen to this, verse 10, when you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Let me read it to you in the Amplified, verse 10. And when you have eaten, in the Amplified it says, when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for all the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and precepts and statutes which I command you today. So when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord. So if you forget to pray over your food, say, wait a minute, Deuteronomy 8.10 says, 
But when I'm eating and I'm full, then I'm, I bless the Lord. I'm going to give thanks. And the message translation says, after a meal, satisfied, bless God, your God for the good land he has given you. So if you forget to pray over now, you need to pray over your food because the day we live in and the people that are fixing it, Lord have mercy. You need to pray over that food before you pray protection over that food. Sanctify, cleanse, Lord, protect this. No deadly thing shall harm me in the name of Jesus. But when you have eaten and are full, don't forget the Lord your God. When you have eaten and are full, remember that the Lord is the one that brought you out of that place. And then he goes on to say in 11, and we're back in the New Living Translation. But that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty, you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, his regulations, decrees that I'm giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and your herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful or be cautious. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Many times when things get going good, what happens? People forget to honor the Lord. When things, when things are happening and it's blessed and you really aren't in need and you're not going, Lord, I need, I need food on the table or my kids or you're not struggling with health issues. Everything seems to be going fine. That's when people look at their self and think, wow, look at us and how things are going. And they forget to honor the Lord and they forget that it was the Lord that brought them to that place. It's the Lord that enabled them to be able to be in that position, a place of blessing. It was his hand. It was his prosperity. It was his blessing, his ideas. It was God that caused them to be prosperous. And he goes on to say, of verse 15, do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes, snakes and scorpions, where it was so hot and dry, he gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and to test you for your own good. He did all this so that you would never say to yourself, I have achieved wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember, verse 18, the Lord your God, he is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant that he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. It is God that gives you the ability to obtain wealth, not so that you can go and do whatever pleases you and live your life and, and just fill in your uh, selfish desires up, but so that you can be a blessing to fulfill the covenant that he made in the earth that all men could be saved, that as many as possible would be saved, that the covenant would be established in the earth, that those who trust in the Lord will not be put to shame. Those that give their life to Christ, that all of heaven and all of eternity belongs to them. But I assure you of this, verse 19, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. Just as the Lord has destroyed other nations in your path, you also will be, de be destroyed if you refuse to obey the Lord your God. Now, the, you know, a lot of people look at that and they say, wow, the Lord is, you know, the Lord's just going to smite you and destroy you. How many people do you know that have been smitten in, in this day and age? Why? Because we're under grace. No, they haven't been. We are under grace 
and mercy. We are under the, the dispensation of grace that Christ took the punishment upon him. People should be, there, there, there's a lot of people that it would be better on the earth if they were not here. But God doesn't, he doesn't just, uh, pick and choose and, and destroy, uh, you know, the wicked because they are, they themselves are under grace and there is opportunity for all to turn and be saved. Yeah, it would be easier. And there's a lot of horrible things that people do in this earth. There's a lot of horrible things that they've done and they've, they've twisted the, the, the promises of God. They twisted the, the truth of God's word and of who he is. And they've manipulated systems and, and taken advantage of power, taken advantage of authority, taken advantage of children and, and the weak and the helpless, taken advantage of people and abused their authority and their power and all of these things. Yes, one day there will be a reckoning, but we are under the dispensation of grace, God's grace in the earth through Jesus Christ for the purpose of that as many as possible would be saved. God does not enjoy the death of the wicked. God doesn't enjoy that. The wicked die and perish because of their own. They open the door to the devil. They open the door to Satan and are destroyed. But God does not rejoice in anyone that perishes and is lost. God's desire is that we all live and have eternal life. That is the, the price that was paid for as many as possible to be saved. And the Lord is telling us in Deuteronomy, as you look through that, to remember the Lord and don't forget, don't be like those that that become successful and they think that it was them that did it. He goes on to say, and you can look this up in chapter nine, and we may do this another time, but in, in chapter nine, he tells them, look, don't think when you come into this land, it's because of your righteousness. It's because of your goodness. Don't think because of your righteousness it, that you're entering in this land and you're getting this great land. It's because of the wickedness of those around you that they're being driven out. It's not because you were so good because you were rebellious. You're the ones that were turning away from me and not trusting me. But yet God is still faithful. Yet God still brought them into the place that he covenanted and he promised. You know, that's the thing about God. When God says something, when he makes a covenant, he doesn't back up from it. You know, we as, as natural people, a lot of times we'll make a, a promise. And if it, as long as it's, uh, as long as he's convenient, then we'll keep the promise. As long as it doesn't, oh, and there's something better comes up. I shouldn't have said that. Well, I'll just tell them that, oops, I, I you know, I can't make it. No, if you give someone your word, you better do what you said. And if you can't, you better, you better do the best you, that you could to get it done. And if you can't apologize or call them, let them know, but don't be like those that, that just make up an excuse because it's easier for you to break a promise than it is to fulfill and honor your word. Because God, God will honor you if you honor God's covenants and God's, God's, uh, way of, of operating and his way of integrity. If you operate in, in integrity, God will honor you. You may miss out on something because you made a promise, but God will make it up to you because God cherishes and God honors those that keep their word. God is a God of covenant and he's a God of, of, of he is a person that keeps his word. He is one that keeps his word and, and, and trust in those promises and the covenants that he made. So don't be like the rest of the world. Don't forget when you're when you've eaten and are full. Don't forget when the the blessing comes to honor the Lord. Don't forget that it was the Lord that brought you out. Don't forget that it was God that innate. It said that He is the one that gives you the ability 
to prosper. God is the one that gives you the ability to get that well. So if you're prospering, why are you prospering? What's the purpose? Lord, what do I do with this? Where do you want this money to go? How, who do you want me to help? What do you want me to, to advance? What do you want me to, to support? What do you want me to help establish in the earth? Where do you want me to, to uh, work and help and volunteer or to put our support or to pray for? What do you want me to do with the extra time I have because now I've got free time? What do you want from me, Lord? This is what we should be asking. Lord, you have blessed us. You've given us your blessing, your covenant, your promises, and you've blessed us beyond measure. So, Lord, what can we do for you? What can we do, Lord God? You know, John F. Kennedy said, don't ask what your country can do for you, but what can you can do for your country. Well, ask God, God, not is not what where you can bless me, how can you can bless me, Lord, but Lord, what can I do for you? What can we do, Lord? Because you have already blessed us beyond measure and above, beyond what we deserve. So Lord, we thank you for helping us to see that truth and to realize. And Lord, when we see the blessing upon us, when we see your hand upon us, Lord God, that we do not forget you. We don't forget, Lord God, that it is you. It's not our righteousness. It's not what we did or what we, Lord, how 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 much we've attained because of our own righteousness, our own blessing, but it is because of what you did, Father. And Lord, we thank you today. And I pray that you look at these scriptures and go back and don't just take what, what I have said, but but look through them again and let the Holy Spirit bring them out to you. When you read over them, see something in a different light. See something, Lord, I didn't look at it this way before. But Father, I see your goodness in it. I see your grace in it. I've always thought that you were punishing them, but didn't realize that God, you want, it was 11 day journey, 11 days to get there. God didn't tell them they couldn't go. The reason why they didn't go in, if you read that in, uh, on in uh, chapter five or, or two or five in, in the Deuteronomy is because they sent spies in to seek out the land that God told them to go in and occupy. And when they came back, they were afraid and they said, we can't do it. And in their tents, it talks about it in their tents. They were whispering and talking and they were talking the fear. And they were talking how the, the other, the people in the land were so much bigger than them. And God said, I didn't tell you that. I told you to go in and occupy and I would be with you. But when they rebelled against him, then then they tried to go in again. And he said, tell them, don't go because I'm not with them. If the Lord's not with you, don't go. If you don't sense the Holy Spirit leading you into it, stay away from it. If the Lord's not in it, get out of it, get away from it. But whatever God is in, God's going to bless. If God's leading you to do something, God's blessing is on it and God's going to take care of it. If God says, go, go and let God work it out. If God says, do something, do it and watch the finances come in. If God says, give, give. If God says, help, help. If he says, pray, pray. If he says, bless somebody, call them on the phone, do something, do something for the kingdom. Whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord. And I promise you, the blessing of the Lord will be upon you. And God always proves himself mighty and strong. Those who put their trust in the Lord will not be put to shame. Amen. Let me go ahead and end this in prayer. Father, in the name that's above every name, Lord, we worship you. We thank you, Lord God, for in, for just saturating us, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need your help. We need you to lead and guide us in every way and to remember that when, when good things come and to remember that, Lord God, you're the one that gave us the ability to obtain wealth. 
You're the one, Lord God, that causes us to prosper above those around us. You're the one, God, that, that raises us up and, call, and gives us favor. You're the one that blesses our body and, and, and heals our body, Lord, when we put our faith and trust in you. You're the one, Lord God, that moves in, in natural circumstances that no one else could, could change or fix, but only you, God. You're the one that opens doors that no man can shut. You're the one, Lord God, that, that, that clears the pathway so that we're able to walk into a place that we didn't deserve. It comes from you, Lord God, and we remember to give you honor and to give you thanks and not to forget, Lord God, it is you who made us righteous. Not our righteousness on our own, but it was you who made us to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And we thank you in the name that is above every name, the precious name of Jesus. Amen.